0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 91, recorded here on November 19th, 2023. This podcast is for entertainment only, not investing advice. Please do your own homework. All right, Uh, lots of uh, news this week. Uh, We'll start with the market update. Major stock market indexes eked out gains on Friday, but, uh, but scored strong gains for a third straight week as Treasury yields continued to fall. The advance has been sparked by surprisingly tame US inflation data that gave hope to investors that the Federal Reserve's string of interest rate hikes was in the rearview mirror. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note tumbled 19 basis points for the week to 4.44%. In the stock market, the Dow Jones Index advanced 1.9%, the S&P 500 rose 2.2%, and the NASDAQ Composite climbed 2.4%. In the past three weeks, the Dow gained 7.8%, the S&P surged 9.6%, and the NASDAQ jumped 11.7%, The longer-end 10-year Treasury yield ended the week at 4.44%, and the shorter-end 2-year yield closed at 4.9%. Looking ahead, the holiday-shortened week will include a flurry of earnings reports just before Thanksgiving. The headliner will be in NVIDIA, which has been on an AI-fueled rally of late. Lowe's, Analog Devices, Autodesk, Best Buy, Baidu, Deer and Dick's Sporting Goods are some of the other notable companies that will enter the earnings confessional. The economic calendar will be dominated by global flash PMIs for November, and the Durable Goods Order Report and the U.S. Interest Rate Watchers will also have their eyes on the Federal Reserve's release of minutes from the FOMC meeting and the European Central Bank's accounting of its last meeting. All right, jumping into the news. Uh first one here is a little summary from Coin Telegraph called Hodler's Digest. This is for the uh November 12th to 18th period. Top story, Sam Altman ousted from OpenAI. CTO Mira Marathi named interim CEO. Chat, GPT developer OpenAI removed founder Sam Altman from his CEO position on November 17th. Chief Technology Officer Miramirati is now serving as the interim CEO. According to a blog post, the board of directors engaged in a, quote, deliberative review process, which resulted in the conclusion that Altman was, quote, not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. Shortly after, OpenAI's co-founder and president, Greg Brockman, revealed his exit from the organization. Uh Uh-oh. Next up here, BlackRock files S1 form for Spot Ether ETF with SEC. The world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, officially filed for a Spot Ether exchange-traded fund with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission on November 15th. The ETF dubbed the iShares Ethereum Trust aims to reflect generally the performance of the price of Ether according to the S1 filed with the SEC. The iShares brand is associated with BlackRock's ETF products. The move by BlackRock comes nearly a week after it registered the iShares Ethereum Trust with Delaware's division of corporations and almost six months after it filed its Spot Bitcoin ETF application. Following BlackRock's filing, Asset Manager Fidelity also sought a green light for its own Ether ETF. Australia to impose capital gains tax on wrapped cryptocurrency tokens. The Australian Taxation Office has issued guidance on capital gains tax treatment with regard to decentralized finance and wrapping crypto tokens for individuals confirming that Australians are liable for capital gains taxes when wrapping and unwrapping tokens. The transfer of crypto assets to an address that the sender does not control or that already holds a balance will be regarded as a taxable CGT event, the ATO said in its statement. The CGT event will trigger depending on whether the individual recorded a capital gain or loss. A similar approach has been considered for taxing liquidity pool users, providers, and DeFi interest and rewards. In addition, wrapping and unwrapping tokens will also be subject to triggering a CGT event. Hmm. Maybe it's just better to buy Bitcoin, stay humble, stack sats, hold in cold storage. I don't know. Uh, Next an uh, article here is FTX Foundation staffer fights for $275,000 bonus promised by SPF. Hmm. An employee of FTX's charity wing recruited by Sam Bankman-Fried is trying to get paid $275,000, the remainder of his claimed 2022 salary bonus. Ross rengen Hughes lawyers argued in a court filing that only 375000 of his $650,000 bonus was paid by FTX. They claim the remaining funds were owed when the crypto exchange filed for bankruptcy in November 2022. The fate of rengen Hughes' bonus will be determined by a Delaware bankruptcy judge who is overseeing FTX's Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting. Um to see uh, if there's any money available for that fella. I think employee claims rank pretty high, but I don't know if secured creditors uh, uh, are higher than that, then uh, there's probably not gonna be much left for the employees. I'm sure there's other employees that didn't get paid either. Uh, let's see, next here, WisdomTree amends S-1 form spot Bitcoin ETF filings as crypto awaits SEC decisions. WisdomTree filed an amended form S-1 spot Bitcoin ETF perspectives with the U.S. SEC on November 16th. The update comes a few months after WisdomTree refiled its spot Bitcoin ETF application in June 2023 proposing a rule change to list and trade shares of the Wisdom Tree Bitcoin Trust. The amended prospectus mentions that the Wisdom Tree Bitcoin Trust ETF will trade under tickle, ticker symbol BTCW with Coinbase Custody Trust serving as the custodian holding all of the trust Bitcoin on its behalf. Uh Let's see. Prediction of the week. Bitcoin traders' Bitcoin price dip targets now include 30.9K bottom. Bitcoin circled 36,000 on November 16th as analysis hoped for a deeper price come down, having failed to establish a breakout be- beyond 18 month highs during the week. Bitcoin was uninspiring for market participants, some of whom hoped to see a fresh correction to retest lower levels. Would be happy to see the latest rally complete the round trip back to 35, would be even happier to see a retest of 33, monitoring resource material indicators wrote in part of the day's commentary on X. A snapshot of BTC USDT order book liquidity showed support building at 35. Material indicators co-founder Keith Allen added that Bitcoin's rising 21 days simple moving average had been functioning as support in recent days. Bitcoin continues to fight for the range above 36.5, he commented. Popular pseudonymous trader Dan CryptoTrades likewise flagged 35.7 and 38 as the main downside and upside levels to watch. Respectively, fellow pseudonymous trader Ga, a contributor to on chain analytics platform CryptoQuant, meanwhile warned that a steeper correction could take the market closer to 30,000. And you just dollar cost average and don't really care. Uh, Photo of the week Cybersecurity team claims up to 2.1 billion in crypto stored on old wallets is at risk. Uh, Let's see. Cybersecurity company Unciphered disclosed a vulnerability dubbed Randstorm, which said it affects millions of crypto wallets that were generated using web browsers from 2011 to 2015. According to the firm, while working to retrieve a Bitcoin wallet, it discovered a potential issue for wallets generated by Bitcoin.js and derivative projects. The issue could affect millions of wallets and around 2.1 billion in crypto assets, according to the cybersecurity company. So if you have a wallet from 2011 to 2015, you probably ought to use a more a more modern one, like a hardware wallet or something, like a cold card or Trezor, something like that. Uh, there's another article I picked up on the same subject. We'll go into a little bit more detail on that. Uh, let's see, Swan Bitcoin to terminate customer accounts that use crypto mixing services. Bitcoin services platform Swan Bitcoin has warned its customers that it would be forced to terminate accounts found interacting with crypto mixing due to the regulatory obligations of its partner banks. Uh, Customers learned about the new policy in a letter suggesting the changes are due to the United States Financial Crimes Enforcement Network's proposed rule establishing new responsibilities on firms processing transactions from mixing services. I also heard that maybe this uh, this is actually on Rabbit Hole Recap this week that maybe it's also because they don't have their own money transmitter licenses. Um, they're with Fortress Finance or something like that, and they're in a you know under scrutiny, so they're trying to be uh, extra careful. But uh, regardless, um, you know, crypto mixing ought to be fine. Uh, privacy ought to be respected and uh, honestly we shouldn't even really need to have crypto mixing Um, but uh, that's the reality ens developers urge unstoppable domains to drop patents or face lawsuit The founder and lead developer of Ethereum Name Services, uh, Nick Johnson, is urging blockchain domains company Unstoppable Domains to drop a recently awarded patent or face a lawsuit, according to an open letter shared on X, formerly Twitter. According to Johnson, Unstoppable's recently awarded patent is based entirely on innovations that ENS developed and contains no novel innovations of its own. Unstoppable Domains founder Matthew Gould responded in the thread claiming that there are multiple naming systems And that wraps that up Next up from Bitcoin.com. This was posted today Uh, Articles entitled CZ reveals client execs kidnapped Hive increases mining power Blackrock on ETFs. This is a week in review. So another uh, a summary of the week's news items from bitcoin.com. So let's see what they have to say. <clears throat> Binance client executives kidnapped, forced to empty crypto wallets. CZ says total loss was $12.5 million. Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao has shared a story of how executives of a Binance client were abducted and forced to empty their crypto wallets. CZ detailed how the cryptocurrency exchange was able to track the transactions and freeze over 94% of the stolen funds. Uh, So I guess that's trying to say why it's good to have your coins on a centralized exchange, but there are certainly other ways of protecting your coins without that and that's called multi-location multi-sig so if somebody were to kidnap you and you don't have the keys in your possession and you can't get them um you know it's messy plus you should stay humble and stack sats and lay low and you know not advertise the fact that you have bitcoin um Next article here, BlackRock outlines why SEC must approve spot Ethereum ETFs. The world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, has outlined why the United States Securities Exchange Commission must approve spot Ethereum exchange traded ETFs. NASDAQ, which has filed with the SEC to list and trade shares of BlackRock's spot Ether ETF, believes that approval of a spot ETH ETF would be a major win for the protection of US investors in the crypto space not interested in ethereum but uh but thanks uh oh here's somebody we haven't heard from in a while kevin o'leary warned spot bitcoin etf approval could be 18 months away well of course he knows he's uh he's a big shit coiner Shark Tank investor Kevin O'Leary, aka Mr. Wonderful, has cautioned that it could take another year and a half for the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to approve a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund. He emphasized that we will not see a spot Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. until there's a crypto exchange that's compliant with the SEC. Hmm. Okay, well, at least there's a the Canadian Bitcoin ETF if you really want to own that. Or there's just, stay humble, stack ads, buy your Bitcoin put it into cold storage. Hive bolsters mining power with a purchase of 4,800 Bitmain S19k Bitcoin miners ahead of the 2024 halving. On Tuesday, Hive Digital, a Bitcoin mining company based in Vancouver, revealed its acquisition of 4,800 Bitmain S19k miner mining rigs. Hive stated that this purchase is intended to strengthen the firm and strategically position it for the anticipated reward. Having. Okay, next up. Uh, this is also from Bitcoin.com. This was posted uh, two days ago. Articles entitled IMF Chief Says Central Bank Digital Currencies Can Replace Cash. Urges public sector to prepare for CBDC deployment. Prepare for deployment. That's great. Kristalina Georgieva, the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, discussed central bank digital currencies Wednesday at this year's Singapore FinTech Festival. The IMF also released a CBDC handbook as a reference guide for policymakers and experts at central banks and ministries of finance around the world. The IMF chief detailed CBDCs can replace cash, which is costly to distribute in island economies. They can offer resilience in more advanced economies, and they can improve financial inclusion where few hold bank accounts. CBDCs would offer a safe and low-cost alternative. They would also offer a bridge to go between private monies and a yardstick to measure their value, just like cash today, which we can withdraw from our banks, she added. Georgieva explained that many countries are developing regulation to guide digital money developments. However, she admitted, we have not yet reached land. There is so much more space for innovation and so much uncertainty over use cases. Citing various benefits of central bank digital currencies, the head of IMF opined, in some countries, the case seems dim today, but even they should remain open to potentially deploy CBDCs tomorrow. According to Atlantic Council's Central Bank Digital Currency Tracker, 130 countries representing 98% of the global GDP are exploring the CBDC with uh, 11 having fully launched the digital currency. In addition, 19 of the G20 countries are now in advanced stage of CBDC development. Emphasizing that this is not the time to turn back, the IMF Managing Director stressed the public sector should keep preparing to deploy CBDCs and related payment platforms in the future. These platforms should be designed from the start to facilitate cross-border payments, including with CBDCs. Georgieva also said that artificial intelligence could amplify some of the benefits of CBDC. She noted it could improve financial inclusion. Inclusion? Oh. By providing rapid, accurate credit scoring based on various data. It could also provide personalized support to people with low financial literacy. However, the IMF chief continued to be sure we need to protect personal privacy and data security and avoid embedded biases so we don't perpetuate inequality but aim to reduce it. Managed prudently, AI could help. Well, let's see. Uh, What improves financial inclusion and is borderless and is a store of value that can't be debased and can be transferred for little to no cost, peer to peer without an intermediary? Ah, Bitcoin. So Bitcoin actually already solves the problem that central bank digital currencies are trying to solve. So, there you have it. Uh, looks like they're coming, folks, so I guess all you can do is get ready for that. Um, I, I don't think it is It is possible to you know get paid in Bitcoin and develop a Bitcoin circular economy in some places and be able to do all your transacting in Bitcoin. But you have to be in a place where Bitcoin's legal tender, which right now is El Salvador. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to just be chased by the tax man uh, mercilessly. Um, But I think it's good to have and, uh, you know, just uh, have as little as possible in the fiat system when this day comes, because uh, you can rest assured they'll be tracking everything. Um, and of course, they're talking about AI now, so that'll just make it easier, right to track what you're spending your money on and quote helping you if you're less financially literate uh, that'll That'll be wild. Um, so far, from what I've read, the uptake on uh, central bank digital currency launches has been terrible. So the only way that they're really going to get any kind of adoption is to force people. And the way they force you is they take away physical currency, so you don't have that option. And they, um, any government payments like, you know, social security, you know, um, those types of things would all have to be mandated in the digital currency. So if you're getting checks from the government, you, you won't have a choice. And uh, that's ultimately how they'll, they'll get compliance because it's it's certainly not going to be voluntary uh i don't think i mean some people might but the vast majority of people will will probably not based on uh say for example what happened in nigeria you know with the launch of their e-naira okay next article uh sort of counteracting the uh the negative side of uh politics and bureaucrats um trying to destroy freedom and liberty This article is from Bitcoin Magazine uh, from November 16th. German parliament member wants to make Bitcoin legal tender. A member of the German Bundestag or their federal parliament, Joanna Kotar has expressed her support for making Bitcoin a legal tender in Germany in an exclusive interview with Cointelegraph. Kotar told the publication that she wants to initiate a preliminary examination for legal framework to officially recognize Bitcoin as legal tender in the country. This includes ensuring the legal security for companies and citizens. We need to combat potential risks such as money laundering, tax evasion, and other illegal activities associated with Bitcoin, but without stifling innovation and the freedom aspects of Bitcoin, she said. To further this matter and raise awareness in the German parliament, Kotar has started the Bitcoin in the Bundestag initiative to help educate her colleagues on benefits of Bitcoin so they can make informed decisions on it. We need to promote the freedom aspects of Bitcoin. This includes protecting privacy, ensuring security standards, and preventing excessive regulation to maximize the benefits of Bitcoin, she stated. The parliament member declared that she is fully focused on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies on the market do not interest her. Establishing a formal Bundestag committee that recognizes the technological differences between Bitcoin and other crypto assets and Mainly deals with the importance of Bitcoin for our society is very important for us. She continued my initiative is Bitcoin only Kotar has been a vocal critic of the European Central Bank's digital currency plans last week she proudly wore a Bitcoin shirt while speaking out against the digital euro, stating that nobody needs the digital euro except for one EZB and politicians who have something else in mind. As the debate over digital currency intensifies in Europe, the role Bitcoin will play in Germany remains uncertain. Kotar's endorsement does, however, add fuel to the ongoing discussion, drawing more attention to the role Bitcoin is starting to play in traditional financial systems and how governments will respond to it. Well, I'm not a fan of politicians, but uh, this lady seems like she's pretty cool. I'll have to give her a thumbs up. Uh, Next up is this article from Crypto News. This was posted on November 17th. Coin Center criticizes Bank Secrecy Act demands regulation. Uh, And actually, I have an upcoming blog post on on this very subject. Uh, Actually, it's not just the Bank Secrecy Act, but All the legislation that's come out since then that has uh, taken away our freedoms uh, in the name of all kinds of things, drugs, terrorism, money laundering, criminal behavior, you know, the list goes on. And by the way, all that stuff is still happening. Even though uh, they're trying to stop it, they can't stop it. So criminals are a lot smarter than the lawmakers, apparently. But the people that lose are the average individuals that lose their freedom and have all their information, KYC, aml and then it gets stolen, and then you get hacked, and then your identity gets stolen, and then people open up credit cards in your name, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all bad. Anyway, to the article. Uh, riddled with sweeping powers and expansive terms. Published earlier this month, the report appropriately titled, oh, sorry, Coin Center, the leading nonprofit dedicated research surrounding cryptocurrencies, calls the Bank Secrecy Act too broad for its own good, according to the most recent report published earlier this month. The report appropriately titled Broad, Ambiguous, or Delegated Constitutional Infirmities of the Bank Secrecy Act challenges the adequacy of the Bank Secrecy Act of 1970, claiming that the policy is riddled with sweeping powers and expansive terms. More specifically, Coin Center argues that the Bank Secrecy Act's definition of what constitutes a financial institution is too widely ambiguous. In the Bank Secrecy Act, financial institution has a 425-word definition divided into 26 distinct and varied specific subcategories of persons or businesses, reads the report. The report from Coin Center then goes on to uh, extensively list the numerous different sub-entities categorized as such, including travel agencies, investment bankers, pawnbrokers, and commercial banks. The report continues that there is a broad subcategory with the definition of financial institution called money transmitters, who are regarded as a licensed sender of money or any other person who engages as a business in the transmission of funds. Coin Center points out the absurdity of the potential interpretation of this definition, going on to note that nearly all businesses will require some sort of transmission of funds. Plainly, it appears that a person accepting payment for her labor could be included within this definition, the report reads. Coin Center continues its scrutiny of the act by stating this interpretive flexibility is either a fundamental ambiguity in the statute or it is the mark of a statute with deliberately broad potential application. The most recent report from the nonprofit comes as wider discussions are being held by both the Senate and the House in the hopes of effectively legislating and regulating the cryptocurrency industry. However, due to political differences, the path to effective governance may not come swiftly. What you have in the United States is legislative paralysis, executive overreach, and the judiciary trying to control the situation said tim enneking managing partner of salion and ceo of presearch.com inc i don't see that changing really anytime soon because of the split house of representatives nonetheless coin center is dedicated to shining a light on the current state of affairs laws that do not clearly announce their requirements or that cannot be understood by the ordinary people to whom they apply are antithetical to the rule of law the report states and i would have to say amen to that so um we wish coin center uh the best um they are not for profit so they're probably worth donating to um to try to continue to fight the good fight uh in washington um and uh hopefully uh influence what some of this uh this, I mean, the the chances of the Bank Secrecy Act getting repealed, uh, even in a let's say Republican-dominated government, are highly unlikely. But uh, but we wish them luck with that. Okay, next up is. Uh, an article for bitcoin.com this was posted yesterday sec postpones verdict on global x spot bitcoin etf sites market manipulation concerns and need for public insight the global x bitcoin trust seeks to offer investors exposure to bitcoin through an etf structure a move that could potentially broaden the crypto assets appeal to a wider investor base initially filed by the cboe bzx exchange on August 4, 2023, the proposal aims to list and trade shares of the trust under the exchange's commodity-based trust share rules. In its order, the SEC outlined its rationale for the delay, stating the need for further analysis on whether the proposed ETF aligns with the Securities Exchange Act's requirements. Specifically, the securities watchdog is evaluating the proposal's consistency with the act's mandates which include the prevention of fraudulent and manipulative acts and practices and the protection of investors and public interest. The SEC's main concerns revolve around liquidity and transparency of the Bitcoin market and its susceptibility to manipulation. The Commission's proceedings will allow for additional public input and a thorough assessment of these concerns. Do commenters agree with the exchange's statements regarding the Bitcoin market's resistance to price manipulation? The SEC asks the public in the order. A key aspect of the SEC's review is the sufficiency of the exchange's statements supporting the proposal, along with the overall structure and safeguards of the proposed trust. The trust's objective is to mirror the performance of Bitcoin's price, lest the trust's operational expenses and its assets will consist primarily of Bitcoin held by its custodian. The trust's unique mechanism of in-kind transactions for selling or redeeming shares is also under scrutiny the sec's decision to delay does not indicate a final disapproval the regulator is actively seeking public comments on the proposal inviting interested parties to submit their views data and arguments there will be a time span of 35 days until the sec has to decide again on the global X filing and the public can comment in the meantime So we hear the same thing over and over again about concerns about manipulation of price. And this is where Mr. Wonderful earlier was talking about, uh, you know, a fully regulated exchange, which um, right now it's just, uh, it's basically Coinbase. And uh, well, of course the, probably the majority or a large majority of Bitcoin trading is on, is on Binance uh, globally. Um, but, um, finance is sort of in hot water in the U S and they would like to put them out of business, I think in the U S if they haven't already with all their lawsuits and other things that they've done. Um, <clears throat> but, um, anyway, so, so that's, uh, you know, kind of where they're at, but, you know, it's just kind of funny because you look at what they did approve, which were these horrific, uh Futures ETFs where you know you're basically just speculating, um, you can't really hold on to them long term because, especially in a flat to down market, you'll just continually bleed out because of the cost of uh, rolling over the options. And then they launched a triple inverse ETF and they approved that too. So they're fine with the casino stuff, but they, they just don't want people to own Bitcoin. And this other thing, uh, that they brought this article mentions about in kind, I saw another article, and I'm not going to go over it here, but I saw another article that talked about the fact that, um, they're trying to, they don't want that. They don't want, um, people who invest in these ETFs to be able to exchange in and out using Bitcoin. They have to do it through cash. Um, And so, and obviously, you know, if you, you know, if you you buy into the ETF, that's a cash transaction. And if you're going to pull your value out through cash, then obviously if you're, if you have a gain, you're going to pay taxes on that, right? Um, You would probably pay taxes on it. They would probably want to tax that anyway, um, if you if you pull it out of that vehicle in, in kind. But maybe maybe there's a way to argue that that could be deferred. But the point is, is they don't want to allow people to exchange in or out in kind. It needs to be all cash, which is uh, kind of interesting, and that's probably what's going to happen with most of these. Or they'll make it where you have to be an institutional uh, certified whatever trader to be able to take it out in kind, but the average Joe can't do it, which is uh, more likely. Um, It's kind of like GLD and uh, uh, SLV, Um, you know, those exchange traded funds, you, you know, you can't as, a, as an individual investor, you can't go down to the vault and say, "I want my gold. I want my silver." You know, there's a whole process, and it, you know, there are thousand ounce bars or whatever, and you have to, you have to be an institution to be able to do that. Um, it's uh, if you can even do that. I'm not even sure institutions can do it, but I, I know the average Joe can't do it. The only way to get out is to sell for cash, and then you have a capital gain or loss. So, anyway. More to come on that. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, ETFs. Could be now, could be later, but you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, this next article is also kind of related. Uh, this is from CoinDesk. This was posted on November 17th. More Bitcoin ETF rejections are quite likely, according to BitGo's Belche. Uh BitGo CEO Mike Belcher said it's quite likely the United States Securities and Exchange Commission will reject a series of spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund applications despite industry wide optimism. Speaking in a Bloomberg interview, Belcher said the SEC might reject current applications on the basis that exchanges and custody are not separated. Coinbase uh, has been selected by several applicants as a custody partner for a potential ETF. There are a lot of risks in that entity, Coinbase, that are not understood, Belche said. I think that the SEC could quite likely come back and say, nope, you've got to separate out those things fully before we move forward. Several ETF analysts have said that the chances of an ETF being approved in January are around 90%. The SEC has rejected numerous applications over the years, citing concerns over potential market manipulation and a lack of customer protection. It's just, I I still laugh when I hear about customer protection because like, where was the customer protection with FTX? You know, where was the customer protection with, um, I don't know, Enron, WorldCom, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, pick any of the companies that have gone bankrupt and their stock has gone to zero, uh, in the last five years, you know, um, where's the customer protection? Anyway, and it wraps up here. Fund manager BlackRock filed an application for a spot Bitcoin ETF in June. Since then, the price of Bitcoin has rallied by 45% to 36,200. Next is an article from the Daily HODL. This was, uh, published today. Bitcoin network fees skyrocket nearly 1,400% in November as Ordinal's inscriptions dominate top blockchain. Bitcoin network uh, fees are seeing a massive surge in November as demand for Ordinal's floods the leading blockchain. Data from Crypto Fees Info finds that Bitcoin's transaction fees skyrocketed from 779,549 at the start of the month to a peak of 11.63 million on November 17th, an increase of 1,391%. The number has uh, slightly retraced and is hovering around 11.5 million mark. Bitcoin ordinals allow users to inscribe digital assets such as images and videos to a single Satoshi or an individual unit of Bitcoin to create the equivalent non-fungible tokens or NFTs on the Crypto Kings network. Data from blockchain tracker Dune Analytics finds that ordinals have dominated BTC's transactions. According to Dune, the overwhelming majority of Bitcoin transactions during November involved ordinals, particularly ones that embedded text onto Satoshi's, the lowest denomination of the top crypto asset by market cap. Dune also reveals there have been 41,666,862 ordinal inscriptions to date, generating fees of. 2,809.5 2,809.5 in Bitcoin worth 102.9 million at the time of writing. Earlier this week, widely followed crypto analyst The Flow Horse said that Ordinals, the token associated with Bitcoin's Ordinal Protocol, is showing signs that it will continue its bullish momentum. Uh, ORDI looks like it is going to put in another leg up. Ordi, ORDI is remaining lifted and is a new pair, breaking out of what its first consolidation with no flashing warning signs of overheating. ORDI is trading for $23.80 at the time of writing, a 4.75% increase during the last 24 hours, while Bitcoin is moving for $36,704, a fractional increase during the same time frame. And my take on ordinals is, uh, you know, it's a it's a free market. And if people want to, you know, put uh, shit coins on there or if they want to uh, do NFTs, you know, um, they have to pay. And it's actually good for the miners because the miners are getting extra money uh, in addition to the block reward. So it's making mining more profitable, which then encourages more miners to get into the business or, you know, keeps miners in business. And so um and and it also I think uh, cuz one of the argument one of the fuds that people throws what happens when the you know block reward goes away which is like in 100 years or something like that. Well the the answer is it's you know the network is going to be supported by fees. So the fees will naturally rise, you know, supply and demand, right? So the more demand there is for for Bitcoin transaction processing necessarily the higher the fees are going to be and the less demand the lower the fees and it's just like the difficulty adjustment goes up when when uh you know there's more mining capacity added and it goes down when there's you know mining uh, drops so um, free market um don't care i'm not going to be buying any ordinals but uh you know there's obviously people that are Next article, it goes a little bit more detail on this. Uh, This is from Yahoo Finance. flaw in early Bitcoin wallets, shows how much crypto depends on secure code. So I'll apologize in advance. This is a totally uh, mainstream media article. So it's, you know, uh, I'm sure uh, written from that perspective. So anyway we'll dive in. One of the best articles I read this week was a Washington Post report that revealed how some Bitcoin wallets from the pre-2016 era have a major vulnerability that could let hackers guess their private key, which is the password that controls the wallet. As the Post explains, the problem stems from wallet programs that created cryptographic keys that weren't random enough. Instead of crafting electronic keys that were one in a trillion, and therefore very hard for an outsider to forge, they made keys that were in Uh, some number of thousands, a randomness factor easily hacked. In other words, hackers could use uh, trial and error to guess the private key of these wallets and steal the contents. For now, the details of the vulnerability are only known by the security firm that discovered it, and they're not disclosing them for obvious reasons, but the firm made clear it's a matter of time till bad guys find it too. While this sounds like a potential catastrophe, the fallout is likely to be relatively minor since the wallet flaw affects only certain pre-2016 wallets created from the firm blockchain and a few others. Blockchain has been warning its customers uh, so those affected have time to patch their wallet or move their Bitcoin somewhere else. The most interesting question for me is what will become of the vulnerable wallets whose owners have long ago forgotten about them. There are likely more of these than we might imagine. I recall, for instance, a friend who briefly dated a guy who sent her a small amount of bitcoin to try and get her interested in crypto but who understandably promptly forgot about it soon after no doubt that there are many others in her situation since there are reportedly at least four million bitcoins lost forever the irony is that the price of bitcoin in 2015 was as low as 300 dollars, and is up a hundredfold since then which means even small amounts from that era are worth a healthy sum the upshot is is that News of the vulnerability will set off a race to recover all that forgotten Bitcoin, a race not unlike those expeditions that seek to find and recover sunken vessels that contain gold bars. Unfortunately, those likely to win that race are nasty characters like the North Korean military hackers who already spend their time trying to steal crypto. The Post reports there have been proposals for white hat hackers to steal the Bitcoin first and figure out a way to safeguard and distribute it. Alas, for now, the plan is not going forward due to fear of legal liability. All of this is a fine reminder of just how much the integrity of crypto depends on secure code. After 15 years without a hack, the code that runs Bitcoin itself could be considered all but bulletproof. But as ever, third parties who build around it can make mistakes. This is a lesson newer blockchain projects should take to heart. Finally, speaking of hacking, FBI and Justice Department agents will be on hand at the Blockchain Association's Policy Summit in Washington, D.C. on November 29th, 30th. My colleague Leo Schwartz will be there, too, along with some big names from the world of politics. You can check out the details here, and there's a link. Uh, So, yeah, not a bad article. I mean, it didn't, uh, you know, have the usual, uh, you know, be, be, be afraid, be aware, stay away from Bitcoin. It's bad. You're going to get hacked, you know. Uh, so I uh, have to give them credit for that. But again, if you have a uh, pre-2016 uh, Bitcoin wallet that uh, you set up on Block uh, uh, was it Blockstream, then perhaps uh, you might like to change that. And, of course, multi-sig is my favorite uh, multi-location multi-sig, so you can't even be $5 wrench attacked. Which I was reading an article this morning. I guess in Sweden they have kind of a a lot of people (laughs) that are now getting their own Bitcoin that are getting attacked because they have this weird law where um everybody's information is publicly available like where they live and their phone number and you can also access their tax returns so if somebody publicly talks about bitcoin and then they look up their address and they look up their tax return and they have capital gains criminals can sort of isolate that information and then show up at their house and i guess there was a story with these people that were like tortured and beat up for a while uh, until they finally coughed up their bitcoin and i don't know how much it was but it was a lot and so uh sweden i mean (laughs) what are you guys doing anyway uh moving on last article uh this is from crypto potato um and this was posted on uh, november 18th And it's entitled, Miss El Salvador Reps Nations Bitcoin Miners with Volcanic Goddess Costume. Now, little story about Miss El Salvador. She was at the Pacific Bitcoin Conference. I listened to her give a talk. uh, Very impressive. um, Super smart. Very good looking. Anyway, and I stopped by her booth and uh, talked to her for a little bit. Got a selfie and bought some stuff that she was selling but uh just a really impressive woman and very uh, good representative i think not only of her country but also of the bitcoin movement so let's see what she's up to the 2023 miss universe pageants preliminary costume contest kicked off on thursday and miss el, miss el salvador's outfit proved to be a hometown hit The contestant donned a volcanic empowerment costume reminiscent of the nation's signature volcanoes, which are being leveraged by the government to mine Bitcoin. As she took the stage, this year's Miss El Salvador, Isabella Garcia Manzo, was welcomed by the San Salvador crowd with thunderous applause. Uh, Her costume featured a massive crown depicting the sun and a bright orange dress, that turned crimson, then charcoal back toward the train. The crown and back of the dress ignited bright orange in the dark and erupted into a series of bright flames in its final phase. It honors the transformative power of nature and the human spirit, said the pageant's announcer. It features an eruption of volcano elements symbolizing the rebirth of the country. During the costume's preparation phase, one of its designers called its model a volcano goddess. When I thought about when a volcano eruption happens and what what an eruption represents, something ends, something begins, she said. With that in mind, I wanted to still represent the ideals of the volcano. El Salvador has experienced a slew of transformative changes over the past three years, one of which included making Bitcoin legal tender in 2021. Through the use of uh, the currency, as though the use of the currency remains limited on the ground, its adoption has helped double the nation's tourism figures since 2019. Last year's Miss El Salvador wore an outfit directly related to Bitcoin, including a Bitcoin-themed staff and a coin-shaped Bitcoin suit. Its designer, Francisco Guerrero, said the costume depicted El Salvador's evolution of currency from cocoa all the way to Bitcoin. In 2023, the Salvadoran government announced a major public-private partnership with Volcano Energy to deploy $1 billion towards sustainable Bitcoin mining. Backed by Tether, The initiative will send 23% of the revenue it generates to the government, with another 50% redeployed toward building out infrastructure. Only $250 million has been raised for the initiative so far, which will solely go toward wind and solar-based mining. Geothermal-based mining will be built out down the line. One year ago, El Salvador President Najib Bukele promised that El Salvador would start purchasing what Bitcoin per day. Bitcoin's price has more than doubled since that time. And finally, I wanted to highlight this week's featured Substack entitled The Secession of the Plebeians in Ancient Rome and Bitcoin, A Modern Revolution for Financial Independence. So check that out on Substack. I will include a link in the show notes along with all the other articles uh, in the show notes for you to check out at your leisure. And that wraps it up. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Uh, please check me out on Fountain, um, where you can earn sats just for listening to your favorite shows. I like like uh, pretty much moved all of my podcasts uh, that I listen to over to Fountain. Uh, you can follow my Substack, it's at bitcoinfortress.substack.com. Um, and you can follow me on Noster um, at Bitcoin Fortress. And I also um put my N pub in the show notes so you can follow me there. I've also actually started posting um my um Substack posts on uh the long form version of Noster so it those pop up on there as well. Um it's pretty cool. Um I use this thing called Hobla but there's a bunch of other ones that are coming. So pretty exciting to see long form content on Noster in addition to the short form, you know, social media-ish kind of stuff. Also, Damus just had recently a really nice upgrade to the UI and uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's looking like a lot more like Twitter now and a lot less glitchy. So um, check it out. Anyway, I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.